All right, let's sit and I'm, I'm not sipping, whatever. I, I don't have anything. Um, so I wanted to do a video discussing course builders for a long time. Actually going back all the way till the first horse show I, came, I went to coming out of COVID in 2020. Um, I was sitting at the bar with the course builder for that show and we were just talking about courses and course designing and whatnot. And he was like, you know, you really got to talk about that, this, you know, that side of this sport. So today let's talk about course building or, and specifically course designers. What is their job? How important they are? And then in a second video, what can go wrong? Um, and what to see as a marker for a course builder that isn't doing a good job. Um, because that happens. Um, everyone has a bad day. Um, and as a rider, I only get to jump the course that is built. I don't really get to make tweaks. I don't, I just, I just don't. Um, so it's so important to have a good course builder so that then us competitors can actually do what we came here to do. So before we talk about course designing today, I think it's important to talk about course designing in the past. Back many decades ago, and you know, you could look on YouTube for, you know, old videos of the Olympics, you know, from 50, 60 years ago, and you'll see something very different about the courses there. There weren't as much related distances. They didn't have a time allowed. Um, it was just one massive obstacle and then a long way to the next massive obstacle. And I would argue in back in the day, course designing and course designers were less important. Where as time has gone on, our fences have gotten less massive where like the old time riders in like 50s, 60s era, they would never walk the course because there wasn't really anything to walk back in the day. And then as newer riders were coming along, the older riders just never walked. So that's, you know, we would never not walk any of our courses. Occasionally it happens when, you know, we're bouncing between ring to ring, but we always walk. But back in the day, you don't really need to because the courses were more basic. But the sport, is, as all sports, it has, it has evolved over time. You know, now we have breakaway cups and we have a lot more rules on what a course designer can set. And so because of that, our courses have gotten faster because we have our time allowed that we have to get under. We have, in international competition, it's 375 meters a minute. Um, it used to be 400, but they, they brought it down. Um, and the technicality, I would argue, has increased. It's less about individual jump here, individual jump there. It's more about the connection between those jumps. And because of that, the course designer has increased in importance and is such a critical element to the whole show week. So the way it works is the, the show manager, you know, they all have their course designers that they like and they will hire who they like. And then the course designer comes and they have to work through a lot of rules depending on the division that's jumping, there is a standard. You know, there is a minimum and there is a maximum. And there's regulations down to, you know, it has some, some things that you have to have at least two verticals of 140 height 
Oxers can be 135, 132, um, but no verticals above 140 for it to be classified as a 140 round. And so the course designers have to know that and set the course according to the standard. But where the course designer really comes into play is making sure they set a course that is appropriate, of course, for the height, but for the people competing. You know, I remember growing up hearing, you know, if a Grand Prix and there was only two people clear, you know, people would say, oh, the course builder won today. Well, that's just dumb. If the course designer wanted to win, they'd win every time. I could win every time course designing, and I'm not a course designer. But that's not the job of the course designer. The course designer is to, if, if it's a 130 round where people are using it more to warm up for the rest of the week, it's to set an appropriate 130 course so that what the riders and horses are doing can be achieved. Then when you start to come to more technical, uh, you know, higher level stuff, they really need to know the horse rider combinations so they don't, they set the right level. Because even within a standard, there's a wide range. So in general, for the lower type courses, the course designer's job is to make sure people have a good experience. They need to learn. And so you can't set a, you, look, you could take me with, with Kalinka, you know, five-star horse, and you could set a disaster course at 120 that I would not jump clear. That's fully possible. So it's not about the course designer setting something unjumpable, because that's easy. It's about setting what is appropriate for the people in the course. And then once you get higher, it's really critical that the course designer designs a course that, again, still appropriate for the people doing it, but is of the right style. You know, is it a speed round? There's little differences in speed rounds. You know, a speed course is different than a first round to, you know, a Grand Prix. And so they need to set a course that is appropriate for those different characteristics. And to test the riders in ways that are challenging. Look, I want to be challenged, but I don't want it to be un stupidly unsafe. So we'll get into in the second video how uh, course designing can go wrong. But before that, we should talk about what right is. They all have their own style. Like I know with the course designers I've seen and jump, you know, their courses multiple times, I know what to expect when they come. You know, it's, it's their art, if you will. And, you know, there's some course designers that are very flowy and curvy, a lot of connected bent lines. There's a lot of course designers where it's mostly straight lines and rough U-turn. There's some course designers that focus more on the, how the combinations are set versus a half stride to it. Some course designers, we all know them, set crazy short time allows for reasons I don't understand. But the point is there are styles and it's really interesting to see the different styles and how different course designers design. It's really cool and it, it adjusts. For me, you know, this week I have, you know, one course designer. 
next week of a completely different course designer. And that's a, you know, that keeps what I'm doing fresh and it tests what I'm doing with my horses in different ways. You know, the challenge of one course designer is different from a competitor side, is different to another course designer. And so it's important to be challenged in many ways. And that's why it's cool that each week we have a different course designer. Um, you know, they, they do rotate through, you know, I'll probably jump the same course designer, you know, four to six times a year, three, you know, three to six times a year. And that's cool. Um, and also through the years, you also can track their styles. And that's, that's cool. It, it, it's a fun aspect of the sport. Whether you're jumping a small, you know, whatever small is for you, or you're, you know, jumping the highest level. You know, if you're jumping the Grand Prix for your height, the course designer needs to design a course that gets a good number of people clear. Because, you know, like in the old days, it was, you know, two or three were clear, that was a good thing. But now we like, we like our jump offs. We like watching people go in the jump off. We like first rounds that aren't disasters for horses and it's about survival. Now we don't want our sport to be about survival, so it's important that the course builder designs a course that delivers what the contestants want. And also, if there are spectators, their needs matter too. If we want our sport to grow, the sport has to be exciting. And if there's only two people in the jump off, first person has a rail and the second person just canters around clear with two time faults and wins, that's boring. And I would say that's a course builder who did a bad job. We want people to jump clear and we want to see them run in the jump off. We want that excitement. And so the course designer needs to know the standard for that class. You know, a three-star standard is different than a four-star or two-star. A national Grand Prix standard is different than your highs, junior AOs. And the course needs to be appropriate. It is so critical because I, if you set something a disaster for me, I can't do anything with it. And then I'm unhappy because I'm doing bad work with my horses and I have no other option. I can't go to the next ring and jump the Grand Prix in the next ring with a different horse builder. <laughs>